Stop fighting now, Doctor. Who are you? Where am I? You think you can navigate all those time streams without anyone noticing? You're fighting a lost cause. You need to stop. Lost causes are my speciality. Not this time. There'll be no glory awaiting you on this one. Oh, you seem to think you're very well informed. I'm telling you, the damage to time is already done. As intended. Intended? Hmm. The flux event was spatial. But it was possible it wouldn't be enough. The Ravagers, Swarm and Azure, are rare and useful creatures. Now, they have been reintroduced. Think of them as a temporal poison or contagion. I'm sorry, I'm normally very good at keeping up with things, but you lost me quite early on. Where are we? And how do you know me and I don't know you? Always the wrong questions. This universe is over, Doctor. And you get to call it, do you? Everything has its time. Nothing is forever. Nothing is certain. Not you. And not this universe you seem to love so much. This universe is home to innumerable species and life forms. Don't lecture me, Doctor. Not when you should look to yourself. The flux wasn't an accident. It wasn't a naturally occurring event. It was made. It was placed. What? Because of you. What are you talking about? All is ending. And, and don't come looking for this. You can get it. Who a Doctor Who podcast with this review of uh, Once Upon Time? Yes, uh, the most latest episode in Doctor Who Flux. The most and latest my... episode, yes. Uh, it's okay. And my <laughs> my my first question for you, Scott, is: Do yes. I name this episode? Uh, uh, what was it? Oh no, I had a really funny joke here. God damn it. Do I name this? <laughs> it's a sign of a good joke remember. when you forget the joke, yeah. <laughs> I can remember the first half of the joke, but not the second bit. <laughs> okay, so do I call the episode? <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is falling apart on me immediately. <laughs> uh, do, I, do I call this episode The Doctor versus God? Or something else I was going to say that would also be as funny. <laughs> oh, something else I would say that was going to be funny is a good title, yeah. Great title. <laughs> rolls right oh, off oh the top. I really I, I had both of those <laughs> both titles on my head and both of them are like those are good titles. This will be a fun bit. Absolutely just crapped the bed. <laughs> you, so you, the doctor you, you the doctor fights God. You forgot your own joke in like in the span of what, ten minutes? <laughs> it's been ten minutes since the episode finished. <laughs> Should've wrote it down. I should have wrote it down. <laughs> oh god damn it. Uh but yeah, so the Doctor fights God in this? Yeah, she basically does. God's a woman, <laughs> according to the Ariana Grande song. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, but this was a pretty interesting episode in that it was like almost incomprehensible for about the first third. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it really was. Uh, yeah, so this, this episode <laughs> starts off with 
the <laughs> doctor, as you've written in your notes, <laughs> moving at super speed. She and really did. <laughs> <laughs> she did. She's time slowed down, and she she managed to, in the blink of a second, step in the place of Yaz, where the <laughs> time lady people were, which flung her into the time stream. And also flung everybody else into their own time streams. And so the whole episode, we're, like, flashing in and out between every character and exploring where they are in their time stream. And sometimes they're in the future, sometimes they're in the past, and things get really glitchy and weird. And at one point you've written, uh, which really made me laugh, The Doctor's a Force Ghost. Yeah. Which, <laughs> which is, is very, very accurate. <laughs> Uh, we saw Dan flashback with the the lady that he's in love with, uh, and they had a conversation about something that I don't I do not remember what they were talking about. Neither do I, but I just remember them being there. They, they were talking yeah. about her date with somebody else, I think, and there was a hinge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was like a hinge of jealousy there on Dan's part. Yeah. Well, but I completely forgot. The episode actually opens with the short film that Chibnall made in between this episode, <laughs> uh, with <laughs> the uh, lady that we assume is on future Earth, or at least I assumed for all the way up to the end that she was on Earth. I certainly didn't. I, you just thought she was an alien? Yeah. Well, I assumed she was from the future because we were messing around with time, so we were looking at what if the flux destroyed Earth, lady. Uh, that was that was my assumption. So the twist at the end really got me more uh, than perhaps you. But she's on a planet that's been destroyed by the flux, and is it's basically a short film following her as she's like, I've got to survive and dodge the Daleks and the Cybermen and the Sontarans, ha ha ha. Uh, and the Daleks, I'm gonna have to rewatch it because it looks like a composition error when. Yeah. When they're like, there's a big swarm of them uh, rolling past her on the ground. Except they're not on the ground. They're, every single one of the Daleks is like an inch off the ground. My presumption is we're off the ground because the ground is kind of rocky. Obviously, they couldn't be on the ground because the ground is not stable. Maybe, but that's such a weirdly specific choice yeah. to make. <laughs> like, why not just make them on the ground? It would. It was. It was super distracting that they were just all hovering, and it made it really clear that oh yeah, this is CGI Daleks. These yeah. aren't real. The CGI. Models. The CGI was not great, and it's like the first shot of the episode. Just watching the Daleks oh, float by. It, it got worse immediately. Like I think <laughs> if they wanted the Daleks to float, they should have been like at least like six feet off the air, off the ground, or something. Like yeah, like actually flying yeah. around. <laughs> But yeah, one of our worst special effects comes in with the particle effects, and we're just it just blue light basically. Honestly, it was like watching an episode of Classic Who. Like yeah. it was it was bad CGI for those for that particle effect. Like like it it, it was like flashing back to two thousand. Actually, no, even even two thousand five Doctor Who had better pa pra uh, particle effects. Like with the effect with the timeless children, not the timeless children. That's the Doctor <laughs> with the empty children. Yes. Uh, when he's when he's like just this once, everybody lives with the medical androids. That CGI looked slightly better than this one. <laughs> yeah, it it very much looked cartoony. It didn't look like a. It looked like an effect you'd put on on like Adobe After Effects in like half an hour. It looked, yeah, it looked like an effect that was, like, started but, like, not finished. Like, you'd show it to someone and be like, this is what it's going to look like, but I'll tidy it up. Yeah. After, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
but but Doctor just ran out of time. But the thing with <laughs> Doctor Who is, I I can kind of forgive it for bad special effects. It's always had bad special effects. It's kind of the charm of the show. I don't think it's ever been this inconsistent though. Yeah. Like sometimes the effects look really, really, really good in this in this specific series of Doctor Who flux, and then other times it is really bad, uh, which is just it's it's very distracting to have that contrast sometimes within seconds of each other. I presume part of that is because of COVID restrictions. Like the special effects team couldn't work with the director or editor or anything like that. I presume that and they probably had you know a rush time scale and a smaller budget etc etc yeah that doesn't stop us criticizing it (laughs) you can tell they kind of want this series to be out this year rather than wait next year to do like a full 10 episode series uh then we get jody moving at super speed as we already discussed and also inside the time storm thing the weeping angel showed up yeah uh which the Weeping Angels kind of show up whenever they feel like in this episode. Yeah, I don't know how they got in there. I guess it's, they've always been there? Maybe. Or maybe yeah, they came in with Yaz, because Yaz had them... Or did Yaz take them back from... How did they end up on Yaz's phone at the end? <laughs> um, yeah, it's confusing. <laughs> yeah, but the Weeping Angels were, were in the time storm. And we end up seeing various different timelines occur at the same time as time is deconstructing with time uh time (laughs) (laughs) the one that got me was like the doctor's flashback the entire time i was thinking oh these yaz is kind of out of character here if dan is kind of out of character too what's going on and then obviously we we find out that they're not yaz and dan and Game of Thrones, man. <laughs> yeah, so so me and yourself completely fell for the uh, Chris Chibnall's clever ha-ha-ha marketing ploy uh, where we were making fun of him last week for, you know, and may, may, mainly making fun of the BBC where we were like, we've clearly just seen that Yaz survives because she's in all this get-up yeah. with guns and stuff like that. When in reality, it's actually the Doctor's timeless child while well, she's a Ruth Doctor timeline. And I guess when you're... She's just projections of the people she knows onto the people she doesn't know. Yeah. I don't understand why the projections were happening, but everybody was experiencing them. I guess because time... Why me? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Yaz was a police lady in this episode for about five seconds. So was Jodie. <laughs> yes, yeah, so was Jodie. <laughs> I think the Doctor does more police work than Yaz ever did in like the last two seasons. <laughs> I don't think Yaz did police work when she was a police officer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, we only saw her do one bit of... Pl- two bits of police work. Like, she she did the parking dispute thing in the first episode, and then she got the call from Ryan about the alien pod, and that's all she did as a policeman. And, and you know, they've never actually said it, but that was her first day on the job. That's why she's <laughs> never... <laughs> uh, we see also Game of Thrones man uh, in his, like military-esque type people. He's like having a meeting with a general where they're discussing a promotion and he's going to be like the personal guard of this guy called the Serpent who the entire time I was expecting to be a giant snake alien and I was very disappointed that it wasn't a giant snake alien. Yeah. Uh, That was was a a tinge of disappointment. It was the dude from Misfits, wasn't it? The guy with the silver hair. Yeah, who I did not recognize until I I read that it was the guy from Misfits on these notes, and I went, "Oh my god, yeah, yeah, it was, yeah." 
He's a good actor. He, he's very good at playing like a scummy guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was decent in this. Uh, it's just there was so many plot points in this. I almost forgot he was here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there, there is a lot of this episode. Like, it we just it just finished like half an hour, well, like fifteen minutes ago actually, and it's really hard to wrap our heads around what the hell happened because it's just so much information given to us. Yeah, uh, and then we also get the reveal that the Doctor's in Ruth Doctor's body, but also Ruth Doctor can talk with Jodie Doctor through the time stream somehow. Uh, that was confusing and weird. That can make sense, at least, because, um, I guess, because the Doctor knows time more than anyone you know, else you know, at this point. Do you, know, do, you know, do you know why it would make sense? Because the Doctor's from the planet Time. Probably. <laughs> That's my, and, and I was thinking about this, right? If you're from the planet time, yeah, yeah. Uh, what would you what would you name your species? Perhaps the timeless. <laughs> the timeless, mm-hmm. yes, or the time because, lords. Well, not the time lords, but not the I, the Gallifreyan and the time lords. I would assume that they kidnapped Jody in some way. Uh, but I, 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 specifically Jody. If you're from the planet time where you control time but are outside of it, you you are timeless. You are the timeless child. Uh, that's that's my theory. The the Gallifreyan Time Lords, I think, maybe wanted to be like the Timeless. The, I, I'm just assuming the Timeless are canon now. Uh, I invented them. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm still holding water to my theory that the Doctor is from the planet of time. Yeah, that's a good theory. I think that's a good theory because it is messing with canon in a major way. But so far, I'm on board for it because it's explored properly within these... They're doing so stuff, far. yeah. They're doing stuff with the timeless child that's pretty exciting. Mainly, I just like Ruth Doctor. I like whenever she shows up. I guess I'm like, yay, Ruth Doctor's here. Something <laughs> weird's about to happen. Uh, <laughs> I I did call what she would come back and she would help the Doctor in some way. Yeah, we also got the reveal that uh, in that flashback of Jodie as Ruth Doctor, Dan isn't Dan, but he's the dog person that is. Uh, like imprinted on Dan essentially, which is yeah. a major turning Dogman into a major major character. Uh, what's the chances that the Jody goes and intimidate and interrogates him? So, so did you? So did, at the beginning of the series, did Dogman remember Jody, or or is this Dogman from the future, but also the past? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> Cause... Maybe he remembers Jody, but he's part of. I like how Jody we're forgetting. I like, I like how we're saying Jody instead of a doctor now. <laughs> There's too many. It, it keeps it clear who we're talking. About. <laughs> There's so <laughs> so so much going on. At least it, we can be concise. Also, does this episode count as a multi-doctor special? <laughs> it definitely counts as a multi-doctor story for sure. Yeah. The Victorian man was back as well. Yes, and I uh, misspelled him as Victoria. Ram. <laughs> Victoriam. Uh he's he's back and this time he's got a gun. Uh, he's got he's got himself a, a wee laser pistol. He's in the mines of what somewhere. Liverpool, uh, I reckon. Yeah, he's still in Liverpool. Yeah. Uh, and he knows kind of what's going on. Uh he he says some cryptic stuff to Dan and then the really bad part pra- particle effect uh interrupts him. Yeah, he tells Dan that the mites remove people from this mortal plane, which is a very Victorian way of speaking. Yeah, just like that Victorian laser gun he had. 
we we see uh the lady from the short film called Belle uh, as she starts fighting off Cyberman and you know it's a fun little action sequence it's it was a a bit you know jarringly blocked out and uh it was slightly hard to follow but she kills all of the cybermans and then has this wee ai robot buddy who we assume is like a robot i assumed anyway that it was just like a robot friend i was like haha future sci-fi stuff but there's a really fun twist to that i really enjoyed the little sci-fi short film chip (laughs) no wanted to write in this yeah it was a great i i was invested in val's storyline at least I liked her as well. I thought she was a pretty solid uh, performance. And it's weird, because I, I really expected this to be a big Cyberman episode, but they were only in it for, like, two scenes. One scene, yeah. Uh, I also am surprised that I liked Belle as much as I did, because, and I messaged you this, when she first shows up, I was like, ah, another storyline, just what this <laughs> needed. Uh, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's at least gives um, Game of Thrones man more story arc. What's, it, what's his Spoilers, name again? we haven't got there yet. Was, uh, it, Vinder? Yeah. Something like yeah, that, his yeah. Is, his name is Vinder, but what's the actor's name? Uh, Jacob Anderson. That's it, yeah, Jacob Anderson. We've been calling him Game of Thrones <laughs> man this whole time. Yeah, uh, in, in my notes, I just write out Gottman. Because <laughs> <laughs> I could never remember his name except in situations where I'm not watching a show. Like, I, I can't yeah. remember his name while I'm watching the show, but I can when I'm not watching a show. Does that make sense? It's just it's because he he blends into every performance he does. He becomes the character. <laughs> uh, you 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 don't see what was his name? Jacob Anderson. Yes. Uh, when he's on screen, you just see either Game of Thrones man or Vinder, everyone's favorite Doctor Who character. Uh, you've written here in the notes. Her sister is back. Are you talking about Yaz? Oh yeah, Yaz's sister. I yeah, I wanted her to come back because I was remembering this morning, but. She and Yaz had a really good scene last season. You know the you know the episode where Yaz compliments uh, suicide in that one episode last season in the flashback. They had yeah. a really good relationship going on. And I was happy to see her back, even though it wasn't actually her. I guess it was good to see yeah, her back. They, they were playing uh, Doctor Who. Yes, Edge of Reality. Doctor Edge of Re- Reality. Yeah. They were, yeah, they were playing Doctor Who, Edge of Reality. Yeah, Weeping Angel shows uh, up and we're like, ah! <laughs> yeah, although they had the advantage of having a gun that they didn't yeah. even... I would have loved it if, like, <laughs> they just start pulling the trigger and <laughs> <laughs> shooting at the the Weeping Angel. But but, but, after, yeah, but after playing Edge of Reality, Yaz breaks her console. The same reaction I had when I played the game because it was so shit and I spent £20 in that fucking game. Yikes. I did as well. I did as well. <laughs> we should really play it on the channel sometime. <laughs> That'd yep. be fun. Uh, we this is this is where the doctor gives the exposition about what's going on with the timelines, where she's like, "I've I've hidden you all within your own timelines because otherwise, it would be too confusing. Even though it's already super confusing, and I'm currently trying to fix the timelines and blah de blah de blah. It's it it was vague enough exposition where you could go, okay. I think I understand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just basically hide... Where are they hiding them from? The Morai, or whatever they're called, or the... The, 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 the Ravagers, uh, the, or... I think they were hiding them from the bad part- particle effects. Okay, that yeah. Because they were coming to eat everything that wasn't in its right timeline, right. and so it was easier to hide in your own timeline than in someone else's. Yeah. Well, we were... Uh, <laughs> 
the doctor sp <laughs> did you forget swarm's name because you've written doc speaks to thanos man uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes i did uh yeah she the doctor speaks to swarm as ruth doctor and this is old timey swarm when he's in his much better looking costume yeah do you not think his makeup looked so much better uh, as the past Swarm than it does with modern Swarm? Yeah, I, I agree with that, yeah. It looks more heavier and bulkier. It's looks... more intimidating looking. Yeah. Like, he looks more like a scary alien villain than a weird priest dude. <laughs> I say priest, I mean, like, prince. Uh priest. Like, he's got his weird, Same his thing, weird yeah. crown. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we also find out about the passenger. There was a lot of passenger lore. The passenger being the dude with the really cheap-looking mask uh, that they randomly had last episode. And they contain the souls of people? Yeah, I, I, I didn't quite get that. Again, this is 10 minutes after we've watched the episode, and I don't quite get what's going on with the passenger. It's really out of nowhere. Yeah, they, 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 they can hold essentially they can hold different spirits inside of them and the way that the doctor defeated swarm last time was by the passenger having those timekeeper ladies inside passenger and then passenger released them and they took control of time is mm. what i think happened uh and now in modern day swarm has a passenger again for some reason even though last time it blew up in his face uh, and he's got Dan's gr uh, wannabe girlfriend tra trapped for some reason. And then, um, um, and then they use like the what is it called when R two D two uses a for um, the hologram? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A Star yeah, Wars yeah. hologram. Help me, help me, Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, 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 Swarm also goes on a speech where he's like, uh, "Time is at war with space." It's and but he's like, you know, I've been really complimentary about Swarm's performance. I think he's excellent. Yeah, this one monologue here, I think he messed up a little bit, or it was a directing choice or whatever, uh, because he was like, "It's a battle between time and space and time," and then he continued to like that was two different sentences, but sounded like one where it's a battle yeah. of time and space time is doing something but he was like it's a battle of time and space and time is is like wait what oh you said time <laughs> twice there <laughs> yeah i caught that as well i was a little confused i was like oh it's two times now are you talking about time <laughs> yeah. time with planets and time before <laughs> <laughs> yeah that that took me a second to realize what he was actually talking about well, what are the chances of uh russell t davis bringing back any of this like will time still be a planet in this new era Assuming that time survives the series, is what's the chances that they destroy the planet time or they hide it in a pocket dimension? <laughs> yeah, uh, you're right. <laughs> uh, you've written Cubs Comes for Bell. What's what? Oh, oh, I meant to say Cybes. Oh, right, right. The Cybermen <laughs> stuff, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which we've already spoken about. But uh, back with uh, Game of Thrones, man. <laughs> Vinder, uh, he's with the snake dude from Misfits, and I've, I, I was eating my dinner when this came up, so I was like half paying attention, uh, so I missed most of what they were talking about. I was eating my dinner too. I was eating beans on toast, which is a snack, not a meal. <laughs> you just contradicted yourself right there. You just said you were eating your dinner. You just, you <laughs> but, just, but, ca you caught but, yourself but, there. But, but I also had like bacon and egg. <laughs> 
So that's, you know that's too much for beans and toast. <laughs> I just I just kind of had snacky stuff. I had cheese and crackers and. But yeah, Mrs. Mon basically wanted five of them to face justice for their treason, and four of there was people on the planet, and they were keeping them sheltered. And Mrs. Mon wanted five of them to face justice for their treason, and four of them to die in natural accidents, like hailstorms or landslides or whatever. Not, not yeah. a nice guy. Not a nice guy. Yeah, at all. He, basically, he's he's corrupted and wanting people to die so that he can do something with something. It was relatively inconsequential, except for the fact that we find out how Vinder ended up on the star base Rose, is because he decides to report Snake Man to his general, and his general's like, "Oh well, go away," and uh, stations him on the Starbase Rose, which you know gives wraps up that one storyline in a nice little bow. <laughs> yeah, the the his general who was also um, Yaz, it must have been fun for these actors to play different characters. Weirdly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it gives. A, I mean, it really helps with COVID, doesn't it? Yeah. Where I'm, you don't have to keep bringing in different actors. You can just okay. We've got our core four. You're just playing different characters. And and it helps give Yaz something more to do when she's playing another character. This is yeah. This is the second episode, maybe even the third episode. The, the, all series, Yaz has done nothing. Uh, last episode, last episode, and this episode specifically, she has done next to absolutely nothing. Yeah, all she's really done is being like, "Oh, the, the doctor, you need to trust me more and stuff." And the doctor's like, "No, I I need to go on my own." Yeah, which we see again a little bit later uh, towards the end of the episode. Uh, you've written ravages. Ravagers equal temporal poison. Oh yeah, because yeah. so the doctor <laughs> starts talking to God. Uh, which isn't a sentence i thought i would say or at least we assume they're god my guess is that they're perhaps the person that experimented on the doctor to make them the timeless child because they were dealing with all these tools and they knew who the doctor was or maybe they're the doctor's parent maybe they're time or or maybe they're god i'm pretty sure they're I, god i think <laughs> i think she's more like madam web from like spider-man if you if you're familiar with that character she basically mm-hmm. In in New York comics, she's basically keeping the timelines intact and all that. I think she's yeah. more of that kind of character. Yeah, because we find out a lot of stuff. Uh, like, the Ravagers are designed by her to produce chaos, essentially. Yeah. And to, and to <laughs> see destruction. And that the Flux was planted by the Doctor... And it it was it was manufactured. It isn't a naturally occurring event, and that this universe is now getting destroyed because it's time for another universe to get made, uh, or or something. Yeah. Like it was super <laughs> weird. It, it, <laughs> the way you just described it sounds like uh, you know when DC reboot for comic book universe yeah. like every year we're like oh this is a big event oh my we God. have to get oh our heroes together. What what if the universe gets reset at the end of this, and that's why Russell T. Davis is coming back because they're completely <laughs> resetting the Doctor Who timeline back to the ninth Doctor, or screw it, back to the first Doctor, new series, first Doctor. That would be insane, but I don't think that was going to happen. <laughs> I would be really upset if that happened because that's so sixty <laughs> plus years <laughs> down the drain. Yeah, there was a line from uh, Swarm where he was probably the most mustache-twirling villain he's been so far, 
where he was like, ha we want to reign in hell. Uh, as, as they disappeared with their Thanos dust. Uh, which is turning... I don't know if I like the reveal that he is just a tool from God to... Like, he's essentially like the devil come yeah. in to cause destruction. I thought he was much more compelling as just this arch enemy the Doctor's been fighting forever, yeah. rather than him being a puppet of another enemy that the Doctor doesn't even know about, who's God. I'm, I'm beginning to feel this season is a little bit too convoluted, but there's still three episodes to go, and hopefully they tie over ends together. Yeah, I mean, we'll know more. Oh, yeah, by the end of the series, either we'll be like, God, that was like 15 steps to go three steps forward. <laughs> or it was like, that was a crazy wild sci-fi ride. Well done, Chibnall. You wrote good Doctor Who. Uh, which so far, I think he's, you know, two and a half are good. Yeah. Which is which is a pretty solid batting uh, average at the moment. Uh, also, towards the end of the episode, we find out that Game of Thrones man Vinder is familiar with the TARDIS uh, yeah. and he, he he wanted to pilot it. Yeah, he basically says, "Oh, I didn't know this existed." Actually, it's more of like a he's heard the he's rumors heard and stories legends. about it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which, which is interesting. It's interesting to hear a perspective from another from another planet based on the Time Lords. Just them mm-hmm. hearing rumors and lore. Yeah, it was it was interesting. Uh, and also, we get the reveal that uh, what's her name, Bell, is. Yeah the partner of vinder and she's pregnant and that's what her little ai thing is it's her communicating with her unborn child basically to make sure it's still alive and still happy etc uh which is which was a fun little twist where it was you know he's got motivation now and they actually leave him at the end of the episode to go looking for his uh love person him him and dan now have motivation based on love and yaz is like oh my family but i never visit (laughs) Remember when Yaz doesn't have motivation. Remember... Yaz's motivation is she wants to have an adventure with the Doctor, and the Doctor's trying to save the universe. Remember last week when Yaz was like, oh, my family, I need to save them, and then they were dropped, and then the sister came back this week, but it wasn't the sister. It was... Yeah. I don't remember that at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the episode ends with the Doctor kind of telling Yaz off, where Yaz says something snippy to the doctor where she's like, how do you know this problem has anything to do with you, doctor? <laughs> and the doctor's like, just shut up, Yaz. Shut, <laughs> shut, shut your goddamn mouth. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was, a, it was such a weird moment. It was. It was. Uh, why, like, even if it had the problem had nothing to do with the doctor, why wouldn't the doctor try and save the universe, Yaz? Yeah. What are you on about? <laughs> uh, but then a weeping angel that's been living in her phone, I guess, the whole time, explodes out and starts to pilot the TARDIS. I, I like the angel taking the TARDIS. I think that's a great idea. Like, the angels themselves. Well, wasn't that their motivation in Blink? Yeah, it was. Sure, but so now... So that they could feed off the TARDIS. Now yeah. they'll just fly it. <laughs> but, but now... Um... <laughs> they were just looking at Joyride. <laughs> but now, 14 years later, our plan has been thingied. We're, we're good now. Um, I don't like the angels being an image and coming out of telephones, though. I think that part of them is kind of weak. I prefer them just being statues. It makes them more yeah, scary. Yeah, but the, the, the image of, a, of an angel becomes an angel. At least that rule, he remembered it this season. He forgot about it last season. 
but he's <laughs> he's remembered that rule this season at least and it's somewhat consistent uh but that was the end of the episode and it was a pretty fun cliffhanger we got the next time preview and next week's episode genuinely looks in- very good yeah, it's set in November 1967, and it's got the angels, and there's a small village where villagers are keep keep on disappearing, and it looks really interesting. It looks more coherent than this. I like this episode very much, but I, I need to rewatch it to pick up on all the pieces, because it was a lot of lore being spit out at you, I thought. Yeah, yeah, this, this episode was a whirlwind of information. It was a very... Fam- it- it was kind of like the first episode of this series where there's a lot going on and you have no idea what half of it means. Yeah. And you're just assuming that they're going to clear it up later on. So we've gone from like whirlwind episode to a very grounded Sontaran episode back to a whirlwind episode into what looks like it's going to be a very grounded yeah. angels episode uh, into, I assume, what will be uh, maybe a two-part finale whirlwind. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's it's well, a... Cr- it's a fucking crazy season for so far. It feels more like a Doctor Who comic book rather than Doctor Who the show. Like they're like, oh, we have no budget this season. We're just gonna go all crazy. Here's different galaxies and different planets you've never seen before, and we're not going to be set on Earth that much. It's it's really weird. It is so far definitely the best series Chibnall has written. Yeah, certainly. I'm. I'm thoroughly enjoying it so far and i want to keep watching it every week to find out what happens i am invested in this story it's certainly a big risk for doctor who to be telling stories like this because i've never seen the show do chibnall was absolutely right when he said this is the biggest story we've ever told in terms of the show altogether i think it's very big sci-fi doctor who which is very exciting because doctor who doesn't do like, Doctor Who does sci-fi and world-ending and, oh, maybe universe cataclysms, but it never feels as big as this one has felt. Like, this genuinely feels like there's a lot going on. Uh, and it's 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 really fun. I have a question for you. Do you think the Doctor is not active enough in the storyline so far? Because at the moment, she's back into position of being like, oh, I caused all of this. I don't know what's going on. I don't know how I caused this. I don't know what's going on and all that, but... It's rather much like the end of a timeless child when she's like, she doesn't know anything at the moment. Yeah, but I am fully prepared for her at the final episode to go, oh, I get it, and then fix everything within five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think she's a more active participant than Yaz. True, but... That's about as much as... <laughs> uh, uh, surprisingly in the pecking order of the doctor who and the companions uh dan is the most active <laughs> in this plot line he's going around doing everything he really uh, is <laughs> and he's also probably tied to the timeless child since his dogman is involved with the division somehow yeah so and they took his girlfriend so <laughs> interesting interesting stuff the uh, opinions on this episode, the early opinions at least, uh, are very split online on this one specific Doctor Who forum. In uh, <laughs> uh, that, it is eight out of ten is is leading the charge, but only by about six votes. Right. Uh, eight out of ten is got seventeen percent. Nine out of ten is in second place with fifteen percent. And then 3 out of 10 is in 3rd place. 
so it is quite the disparity between oh my god this was super compelling to oh this wasn't good at all uh which is interesting and i think is that gap is only going to stay as we get further and further into the deep sci-fi this is because some people don't like heavy sci-fi some people want a light-hearted family sci-fi show other other people all really enjoy the here's all this sci-fi lore go (laughs) it is such a massive tonal shift compared to the last two seasons though like it's a complete whiplash like the last two seasons were rather safe now here's a story where we don't know what's going on it's a bit wild yeah i i'm very much on board for flux so far uh surprisingly i don't think chibnall has overhyped it yet yeah uh with the things that he's been saying and he was saying a lot of big things but really was, so far, yes. so far, I don't feel cheated out of anything that he's said. I'm at the point where I don't know what's going on, but I'm I am intrigued to find out what's happening next. I need to rewatch this episode as soon as I can, probably like Friday night or something. Yeah, I'm look. I'm I'm really looking forward to watching the series back in like maybe one or two sittings. Yeah, to just binge it through and experience it as a complete story rather than having week to week where yeah. i can kind of theorize and try to guess what's coming up because to look uh, a- look ahead in our schedule in january we're doing a big special where we are looking at all the seven episodes including these six episodes and the new year's day special if we get one and we're gonna be going through the whole thing as one story which will be very interesting to see how it holds up yeah, yeah, it will be indeed. That'll be incredibly long. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I think does that does that bring us to the end? This has been a very short run through. Yeah, it's 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 hard to find things to say because it's just so much stuff we don't really know what we've watched. Really, it's it's really wild. I don't know. The Doctor fought God, and that <laughs> was weird. Uh, I just at this it the Doctor Who timeline <laughs> real I know I say it a lot but it really confuses me. Yes, I know it's it's especially if you consider just this last re- regeneration with Capaldi. He literally traveled to the end of the universe with me. <laughs> With, uh, with a character, me, not you. Yeah, <laughs> I was there in spirit. <laughs> I felt like I was with him. Uh, but, uh, and you know, they just somehow didn't experience any of this Flux stuff because the Flux stuff is taking place now. Uh, yeah, and Christopher Eccleston watched the Earth explode at one point. And the Flux, yeah, it's it's really confusing timeline and canon-wise. It. Like, Doctor Who doesn't have a, a <laughs> canon. It has, like, a vague memory of, yeah, these were the Doctors before me, but nothing that they did really counts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's 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 all over the place. But, hey, that's just a theory. Uh, oh, God. I appreciate... <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate Chibnall taking some risks, at least, rather than just placing Doctor in the same box it's always been in. This is something new and different, and I'm all here for it. And I'm interested to see how it goes ahead. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm, I'm very much, very much looking forward to it. But this coming Friday, Scott, we have a very special episode of Who Watches Who coming out. Oh God, we do. Yes. <laughs> 
yes, we have. Um, what's the episode called again? <laughs> the Day of the Doctor. <laughs> yes, it is. We are uh, celebrating the eighth anniversary of the fiftieth anniversary of Doctor Who, uh, which is genuinely what I might call it because it's <laughs> such a strange title. Uh, and it is it's 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 been really fun to go through and record that podcast we haven't quite finished recording it yet we're about halfway done uh but that's going to be a really fun one that's coming out on friday and of course on either sunday or monday we'll be looking at episode four of doctor who flux which is titled the angels do something um the Uh, it's not that's not the title although i wouldn't be surprised if that um, was what chibnall called it when he was writing it down the angels village whatever it's called i know village village angels is um, it village angels (laughs) doctor who blocks episode four i'm gonna get there before you um village of the angels yes you're correct yes haha i was correct i i got there before we were both we were both correct you had angel i had village don't steal my glory (laughs) (laughs) it's a 50 50 conservation (laughs) sure uh if both parts are me (laughs) ouch uh but yeah you have that have that looking forward to uh other than that, Scott, what have we got to plug? This has been Who Watches Who, a Doctor Who podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Watches Doctor, on Facebook at Who Watches Who, on YouTube at Who Watches Who. This is podcast is available wherever you listen to podcasts, and you can follow me on Twitter at Cloth223. And Scott, you have other things to add as well. Also, if you want to prepare for the next week's episode about the angels, why not listen to our episode called Blink? We reviewed Blink quite a while back in Noct- in. When did we review Blink? Like August? It's a really good episode. You should check it out. Um, <laughs> Time has no. I think it was August. Yeah. Blink was the first episode with your microphone. So. Oh God, that was ages ago. I think it was August. Uh, the thirteenth of the eighth month. So yeah, August. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we covered Blink way, way back in August. It's a very good episode. So yeah, why not get your weeping angel on? And uh, give that one a listen. <laughs> <laughs> well, thing to say. But yeah, if you have any theories or any suggestions of what we could do in the future, just send your email at whowatcheswho at gmail.com. Who, uh, no, who watches who pods at gmail.com. <laughs> uh, the link for that is in the description as well, so you can just copy and paste it. Or maybe if you click on it, I don't know how things work. Uh, but uh, yeah, who watches who pod at gmail.com. <laughs> Don't listen to whatever Scott said. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's the first time I've gotten it wrong. I'm usually a person who gets it always right. Yeah, usually. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but thank you very much for listening, and we will see you on Friday with the day <laughs> off the doctor. Okay, bye bye. bye.